Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. So I had a situation recently that reminded me of a, I guess you could call it a principle that I teach organizations as part of what we call the cultural operating system. And you know, we teach it obviously with families as well. And that is this principle of from the time of a perceived issue in a relationship or with another individual to the time of addressing it is like really matters. And I think sometimes what happens in relationships that, especially the ones that are closest to us, for whatever reason, these little issues can happen and we just don't address them. And there's nothing, I've never had that turn out good for me or for anyone that I know that was like, okay, I'm having this issue with this person and I'm just going to like let it fester and I'm just going to let it build because then you add so much other things onto it that maybe don't even, aren't even necessary. And eventually it will come out, but it usually comes out in a really kind of a train wreck, really emotional sort of way. And I'm not saying that every little issue needs to be addressed. There's also sometimes where I'm like, okay, this I'm making an issue out of this and it, it isn't one. But when there's a legitimate issue where you're like, man, I'm really struggling with this or someone, someone did something that bothers me or someone's showing up in a way that just doesn't work for me. Again, from the time of the issue to the time of addressing it, I just think it is so powerful. And, and it kind of, with that, you also want to build into your family and into your teams, organizations, this belief that, and, and we can address anything. Like there's one of our family values, as some of you know, is Smiths can talk about anything without judgment. And if we can address anything without judgment, and if that's true, it also creates less apprehension around addressing a hard thing. Because I think that's some of the reasons sometimes we don't bring it up. It's like, we're just, it's hard to confront people. It's hard to be confrontational or it's hard, like we're worried about it being awkward. So I also believe there's a way to do it that's more effective than others. But I think the thing I wanted to highlight more than anything is just how powerful it is to just address something when there's a challenge. I can see this playing it playing out all the time in families and siblings, significant others. And Chris, I have a question. Chris, um, but first, Chris, this was his idea, kind of what do you want to talk about today? So I'm just going to like pose a couple questions and let you keep riffing on this. How would you know... Like when something to just decide to keep your mouth, my parents would always say KYMS, keep your mouth shut. Like when people, when people ask for marriage advice from them, she always, my mom always says like, that's her, that's her advice. Knowing when to keep your mouth shut and knowing when to like address an issue. You're saying that was your mom's go-to marriage advice. Knowing when to say something, knowing when to not. Knowing when to not. Or, yes. And but she said, I guess she would always say like air on the side of not saying anything. But I guess my question for you is how do you know, like when to keep your mouth shut versus, Hey, this is something that I want to address. Yeah. That's so tricky. And I think it has like, this isn't a, the, the answer anyone wants, but I think it's, it's, it's the answer that actually I think is right. And that is <clears throat> you have to just really pay attention to your own personal alignment. 
And I think there's some filters you could look through, right? Like, let's say your significant other's doing something that just is driving you crazy. I think maybe one of the questions asked is like, is this worth bringing up? Like, is this materially worth going down this road? I think that for me would catch probably a lot of things. I got to know, like a silly one, cap on the toothpaste. You know, maybe that is. Maybe for some people, it's like our marriage will not work if you don't put the cap on the toothpaste. And for others, it's like, no, I could just learn to like, that's something I don't. So I do think there is something about this, like really, I think it's really wise. I think though, if it's, if it like at the foundational level, if it's like, this just doesn't work for me. Not like, and again, we've talked about this before, not making about good or bad or right or wrong, but just like, this doesn't work for me. This doesn't work for our family. This doesn't work for our long-term goals. So yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but I think, I think just pausing and even asking, is this worth addressing? Or is this more, is this more about like something that's just my preference or would there really be some good that could be created out of this? I don't know. Maybe that's a, something, a way to look at it. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, I had a woman this week reach out on Instagram. My, our son cut his hair, our 15 year old. He has been growing his hair out for like three years and it's, it was past his shoulders. It was longer than my hair actually. Um, and he was visiting in Hawaii and while he was in Hawaii, he actually cut his hair. He kind of like shaved it all off. He'd been talking about it for a while, but he actually did it. And I posted a picture of him and someone commented and said that their son has really long hair and that that's like so hard, but she's to not say something about it because it drives her crazy. Cause she's realizes that this isn't a battle that I want to, mm. that I want to have with him. Okay. That could be really interesting. And I'm, I mean, I know this could be sensitive, but like, okay, you have a child whose hair you don't like. I can see for me, having had a son that just had really long hair, that I could be at a place where it's like, I don't like his hair and my relationship with my son and loving him and supporting him and being who he wants to be is more important than his hair. However, let's say we take that same child and they're just making some really dangerous life choices around friends and the types of things they're participating in, that to me is then different than my preference about their hair. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you could categorize those two categories to make this. So I think that's, you just brought a lot of insight to this, that first, maybe it's first, the first uh, filter question is, is this worth addressing? Truly. If it isn't, then... (laughs) It isn't as hard as that may be like this mom. I think that's really wise of her to recognize like, oh my gosh, like I do not like his hair. It takes so much for me, but there's bigger things to focus on. I think is what I hear her saying, you know, so I'm just going to choose not to address that one. And if I could interject, she also said that she, um, her mom and her mother-in-law have kind of been encouraging her like, Hey, this is something that I don't think you'll, you want to like go to battle about just based on their experience you know, they they have more experience at parenting, more longer, you know, they've parented a child for longer. So I like that she's looking for, for outside um, perspective. Like, I think it's awesome to have perspective maybe from someone who has older children and has maybe like done this, done this before and can see where sometimes my vision gets like locked in the present. I like sometimes being able to talk to someone whose vision is a little bit wider and longer than mine is. And real, they can realize like, hey, in the long term, this isn't going to be worth you going to battle over. Yeah, that's interesting. This is taking a different turn than I thought, but I think it's actually really useful. So 
something that comes up that something something comes up with any member of your family that doesn't work for you. I think first question is, is this really worth addressing? Like, and and what could I create out of this? And then maybe secondly, bounce that off of someone else. Like, get some outside perspective. And I think if it's someone you trust, they'll help you see. Like, oh yeah, that that is something I think could be. And you, you can still make your own decision. Or nah, that's not a battle I would like. I would pick. So now let's go to the point where is is check the box for you of like yes I I totally believe this is worth addressing and maybe a friend or someone close to you or or someone in your family is confirmed again to me from the time of the issue to the time of addressing it is powerful because the more you can yourself start to shorten that time because it's it's hard it's awkward to confront people it's hard to, hard to bring things up but the more you do it the less hard it becomes and you start to build this muscle and this belief that like yeah I can just I can just address things with people I can have hard conversations, you know, Smiths can do hard things, right? And and the biggest uh, piece of advice I would have from past experience doing it the hard way, learning the hard way, making lots of mistakes is that when it is something material that you're like, I really want to address it, and it's worth addressing, how you address it can either have that person really interested in engaging in the conversation with you and really interested in like looking to, to see your perspective, or it can just have them not hear a word you say. And I, and for me, the way I've done it the wrong way so many times is I approach that person from a place of like, there's something wrong with you. Like this thing you're doing is wrong and it's bad and there's something wrong with you. And I'll use language like you shouldn't be, or you need to, or I really need you to, <laughs> where if I can approach that person from a place of like, hey, I just want to share something with you that I've noticed. And it seems like lately, and I, mean, I know we've provided this framing before, but hey, it just seems like lately, or hey, I noticed yesterday, or... It's more like I'm not trying to convince you to make changes. I'm just trying to make you aware that there's something that's going on that may not work for me or for our family or or the best. But I but, but my experience has been for me that the longer I wait, it's almost like there was one little issue that had I addressed it, it could have just stayed isolated that. But the longer I wait, it's like that issue is like a magnet for any other issue and stuff just starts clinging onto it so that by the time I address it, I have so much emotion and energy and it's not good. And a lot of unnecessary things come out. But I just see it in organizations too. Like there's there's organizations I see that they just, it's almost like they cannot have a hard conversation to save their life and and things just fester and fester and fester. And and let's say, you know, and, and a particular team member is driving everyone crazy, but no one's ever went and told that team member. And so then when it does come out, this team member is like, oh my gosh, like I had no clue, you know, like, why didn't you say something sooner? That's usually almost always the the feedback or reaction once that does happen. It's like, we could have addressed this a long time ago. I've been reading, well, I started yesterday, actually listening to um, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie or Carnegie, depending on who you ask, I guess. But um, it, I, I read it like 20 years ago, so I wanted to read it again. But the first chapter talks about, reminds me of what you're saying, because it talks about how in his research, he cites it was like the most wanted man in New York ever and how there it was in the middle of this like shoot off with the police and he had killed like multiple police officers um, prior to getting into this shootout in his apartment. And as, as this was happening, he penned a letter and it said like to whom, to whom, you know, this concerns or whatever. He's like, I'm just, he basically said like, I'm a good guy. Like at heart, I don't, I feel like I've done nothing wrong. And the point being made in the chapter is that like, yeah, no, no one ever really feels like they're in the wrong and no one ever really feels to like, they want to be 
um, criticized or like called out because most people can justify their behavior like in some way. So I think it's important, like you're saying that it, when you bring it up, but yeah, that it's not like you're wrong or you should have, but like, yeah, doing it in a really, in a really powerful way. Like you kind of just framed up. And I also think sometimes we share things with people that it's, it's shared in such a way that like, it's your fault that I get mad at you because you do this. It's like, almost like, I think you also need to be prepared that if you share the feedback with them really powerfully, like, Hey, it seems like lately, or Hey, I've just noticed, or Hey, I just want to share some, like you do it the most powerful way, most effective way, you know how, and they still don't change. They're not responsible for your like happiness. You still are 100% responsible for, and so I think even, so this quote by Epictetus, uh, Stoic philosopher that I shared the other day on an Instagram story says, you are hurt the moment you believe yourself to be. So going back to what we talked about at the very beginning, it's, it's like, if someone does something, it's my perception of what they did that can like <laughs> feed into this huge story that isn't even real. Like if I really choose to like, no, you hurt me and here's why and this, and like, I let that steamroll, I can just get so, I mean, I've seen situations before where it's like someone was ready to like get divorced or someone was ready to like write their child off forever. Or someone was ready to end a business partnership. And then after like a couple of talking points of clarification, it was like, oh, oh yeah, my bad. I Sorry, I overreacted. Like I didn't know that, <laughs> you know, but you can like, that's, but if you stay with these stories too long. And you don't address them in your own mind. The story is in your own mind. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you, I wasn't going to go there at all unless I'm really glad you did that. Yeah. If, first of all, it'd be really important to just say like, am I just choosing to be hurt and offended here? <laughs> am I choosing to make a big deal out of something that really, and that's so hard though in family dynamics where like everything can be so touchy and so sensitive and you know each other so well and you can push each other's buttons and like, but it's like, am I really overreacting here? Is this really, am I choosing to be offended? Am I choosing to be hurt? So filtering that, then maybe asking for some perspective from someone. And then when it does get to the point of like, no, this is really, this is, I, I think maybe a way to look at it, this is worth addressing. Like, I think something really beautiful or great could come out of this. Not, but that, see, that's very different than coming from a place of like complaint and criticism. It's like I want to create something here in this relationship. And then just some, I don't know, some effective framing. It's just, I know it sounds so simple, but just saying, hey, Melissa, like, can I, can I talk to you about something? And she's like, sure. And it's like, hey, it just seems like lately, you know, this is what, this has been my experience of you, or this is what it seems like is happening. And I just, I just don't know if that works and just wanted to talk to you about it. And, and then Melissa is 100% responsible, right? To not get rattled or offended. And I'm 100% responsible in that the same. And even if I deliver it in the most horrific, ineffective, mean, like you're wrong way, that person, this is hard for people to hear. That person is still 100% responsible though for how, like, I'm not justified in saying, well, you delivered it poorly. So I reacted poorly, but that's way easier said than done. So I just, uh, yeah, that was on my mind. I've just, I've seen some positive you know, things. I've seen some situations around it that really worked where people did it really effectively. And I've seen some things recently where, teams just let things like build and build and build and didn't address it. And then when it finally came out, it was a, it was a really big, it created a big mess that re required way more time to have to clean it up than it would have if they had just addressed it. And so I think that's another thought of, do I want to just address this or do I want to have to clean up a mess later? Yeah. And I'm sure the uncomfortable, uncomfortable, comfortability of addressing it initially, although 
I'm sure for, that's a reason not to, is way more though if it goes on, becomes even bigger. Oh, I think in hindsight, most people would say, oh, I wish I'd have just been uncomfortable and addressed it. Then now have to deal with all these ramifications and we got to clean up this big mess and you got to go have all these unnecessary conversations. But I think that's a, I mean, that'd be a useful thing to like try to have it as an intention to build in the culture of your home and like build that muscle in your family. Of, and what a gift to give your kids, to give them the confidence that they can speak their truth and they know how to approach people powerfully. And, but they also know how to like manage their own, you know, emotions around something that maybe doesn't need addressed. Such a gift to be able to learn how to do that while they're young. And we're still learning it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in, in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com, forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing. We feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.